1: You can also email the show. The address is sporgi at christophermedia.net. If you would like to donate to Sporgi, you can click on the PayPal button at christophermedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at christophermedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Sporgi. If you are looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you're helping to support Sporgy. We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. The BroBasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own BroBasket or choose from a variety of different BroBaskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke gift set, or the Junior Executive Gift Basket. Boozeless, but still cool, BroBaskets are also available. The BroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Men used to be hard to shop for. TheBroBasket.com
0: Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. And now,
1: here are your hosts. Well, welcome to Sporty, number forty.
0: Mike Allstott. Daryl uh, 11.
1: Am I, am I wrong in that one?
2: I I got or, the number 40 here, guys. And, and we could just stop talking about it after this. Pat, tell me.
0: I ain't gonna fucking stop talking about it. That shit don't fly with me, man. <laughs> don't give me that fucking America's Great when they are stick a boot in our ass fucking bullshit with me. Dude, that's a mic drop moment. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. The government fucked that over that entire family. Watch the documentary about that. I have. Yeah. That's why he is. His brother and his family get up there and say, oh, this is nice, but it's a bunch of bullshit. So there you go.
1: All right. So, bunch of shit going on, of course. Uh, It's and Sunday, this past Sunday. We've all picked our brackets. Probably into that. Uh, I mean, brackets are really, that's going to be next week, right? After things have started happening. I mean I guess before the show goes out we can each throw out our final four real quick. But
0: uh, well I mean I finished my bracket last night and I, I never filled one out before and it looks just like you'd figure someone who's never filled one out before. I, I after I filled it out and finalized it I went and looked up everything you're not supposed to do and I did that. So <clears> but you know Look, look at the field where my fuck's growing. See, it lies barren. I just don't give a yeah. shit, so. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, I can tell you personally, my th- three of my final fours are number one seeds. So, I mean, I really, really didn't go out on any limbs, except maybe in the the earlier rounds, as far as picking some spoilers. But, uh, yeah. The, sh- should we, what should we start with, guys? I mean,
0: it's... Well, just, not, I, I mean, know we just, to it's, save a, it for the end. It's, it's, well. well the, I mean, let's 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 save football till the end because we can go yeah. the longest on that. Um, this story just just hit the news about ten hours ago. It's just a little side note in the hockey world, which we've actually talked about. And Earl, we talked about it before you got here when we found out that Datsuk wasn't coming back to the Red Wings, but he was going to go play over in Russia. Um, Basically, the gist of the story is Detroit traded uh, Thomas Yurko to Chicago. Now, Yurko was their uh, second-round pick in the 2011 draft. He played 16 games this year, and he had no points, no assists, no nothing. So he got traded. When he goes to Chicago, and they ask him, okay, so, you know, what's your feelings about now playing in Chicago versus playing in Detroit. And he come out with, the biggest difference is that we're told to make plays instead of just making safe plays and chipping it in and playing safely. Here he actually should create something if you want to stick in this lineup because there are so many creative players. And the reason that's interesting is because when they asked Datsuk, one of the reasons he was leaving the NHL and going back to to Russia to play, as he said, the lack of creativity in in plays here in the NHL, and it seems to me that now you have Thomas Jurco saying the same thing, and it's a and they were both. I think Datsuk was trying to be polite to his going to be former team on the way out the door, because this really seems to me like this is a organizational problem.
1: As I say, both of those comments you just made don't bode too well for Mr. Blashill. Well,
0: and the, one of the things is okay, Blashill—he coached the the minor league team for the Red Wings, the Grand Rapids Griffins, and they did have success. They won, I think, it's the Calder Cup. You know, they they won their version of the Stanley Cup, but it's minor league teams. You can't just play. You can't take a style of play from the minor leagues. And move it to the majors, and expect it to work with yes. zero with zero adjustments.
1: And sometimes when you're in these these lesser leagues, the the training leagues, whatever you want to call them, sometimes your style does not translate well to the pros. Nick Saban, I mean, it's you could have some of that going on too. I mean, it's, it's a different world, minor league hockey.
0: Well, I just I think it's very interesting because we're sitting here and we've talked about it the hockey news itself is, has talked about it now in an article that we talked about a couple weeks ago about the lack of excitement in the game you know you have at least on paper some of the most talented people that's ever played the game yet everything the nhl wants out of them they're not getting now for whatever reason like the, like we talked about you know they're going to try to implement rule changes they're going to you know basically try to force the issue to open the game up. Seems to me that this is almost a a thinking a, a coaching situation rather than a rule situation. Because another thing is if you keep switching rules every 5 to 7 to 10 years or whatever it is, that means that these players who have adjusted to the rules now have to make another adjustment. Players coming up have to make the adjustment. And then all also all the coaching styles have to be adjusted for it you know and some rules it's no big deal other rules it is a big deal you know going from a five on five overtime to a three on three overtime it's a pretty big fucking deal taking a two-line pass out that's a big deal no touch icing that's a big deal you know along with oh if you ice the puck you don't get the line you don't get a line change during that break i mean that that can affect you you know big time Especially in the playoffs in hockey, because that's where matchups become really important. That's how come uh having the last line change is so important to coaches because they want to get the players they want matched up against their the other team's line out there. But yeah, I'm just thinking that this is this is no longer necessarily a a you know, Datsuk was unhappy here, Yurko unhappy here. This sounds like this is a case of a coach who is way above his pay grade. And, I mean, what has he done since Babcock's left? I mean, nothing. Ran the, uh, he, ran the Red Wings out of the playoffs? <laughs> exactly. You know, and I know a lot of people can point to a lot of things. Oh, Ken Holland, uh, you know, the, the end of the streak was inevitable. And all that is true, yes. But this streak was never in danger like it was once since Scotty Bowman left, until Blashill took over.
1: Yeah, he I mean, was remember never, last year, it was skin of their teeth. I mean, in uh-huh. was first-round fodder, and then this year, unless a goddamn miracle happens. I mean, they're, are they still mathematically in it? Or are I just, they mathematically now eliminated?
0: I, 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 They're just out of it. There's just no way they're going to come back and get in it.
1: Because they're sub-500, right? Uh, or if not, they're pretty damn close to just 500.
0: Let's see here. They are, yeah, 26-30 with 11 overtime losses. <laughs> to quote Dave
1: Chappelle, "You're fucking done, son." Like, unless you win out, which will not happen, and somebody loses out, which will not happen, uh, have a nice fo- fucking day. Because we got, you got what? One month left. In the regular season, because I don't my, my, my fantasy my fantasy hockey regular season just ended, so that it usually means in fantasy you got about a month. When the playoffs start in any fantasy league, you got about a month left in the season.
0: So, yeah, they played sixty-seven games. So, you know, there's eighty-two games. Do the math.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. It's an, unless somebody just collapses monumentally and they all of a sudden go on a monumental win streak. I mean, it's it's over. And, yeah, I, I think it's it, – if if I'm Ken Holland, it's just time to reassess where you're at, figure out where you want to go, and figure out how to get there. And Jeff Blashill is probably not the guy to get you there.
0: And, I mean, to take it even further, if – I don't know what member of the Illich family – Uh, since Mike Illich died, it falls to to run the Red Wings, to be the person that Holland answers to, in other words. But uh, it might be time to get rid of Holland. I mean, at this point, are you looking at a total rebuild? Because if you are, it seems to me now is the time to throw as much money as you can towards a GM who has proven that he can work within the rules of the salary cap and have success. And hey, I know a lot of people I mean, here no. are screaming for, yeah. for Stevie Eisenman to come home. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I mean, if you can throw enough money at him to get him to come, come up here, I think you have to do it. Just, I don't think he's leaving Tampa Bay, man. He's oh, no,
1: he's, I, he's, he's in a good situation.
0: I mean, I, I agree with you, but I mean, ultimately he will buy them time to, for a rebuild. He will get, he will, fans will be patient with him as a GM more so than a GM that comes out of, you know, another fucking uh, another team or a yeah. GM that's been given his he'd, first shot. He'd
1: get the hometown learning curve. He he he'd get he'd get what Alan Trammell got for this you know, season. I and mean,
0: so I like I said, they're going into a they're going into a new a new venue. They're out of the playoffs for the first time and <laughs> some people's lives you know most people's fucking memories um at least people our age is what i'm getting at uh they really have a a clusterfucket goalie going on here you got you know three goalies howard's hurt i know howard's gonna be all right no 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 he's not you know morazic he looked like a fucking world beater last season he's not this season starting to show cracks in his armor. Is it because the league's figured him out? Is it because he was a one-year wonder? A Tim Thomas from back in the day who, 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 you know, backstopped the Bruins to a fucking improbable run in the mid-90s and then did nothing afterwards? I mean, what is he? You don't know what he has. And on top of that, you got the expansion draft coming. And you can only protect so many people. So... I mean, shit's going to get real, real fast here in the hockey world, and unfortunately, this is not the time for the Red Wings, in my opinion, to to with blind faith hang on to what got them twenty five years of success. But that's <laughs> that's success that's in the past. It's not to it's not success for today. That's a, it's a completely different league than 10 years ago, let alone 25 years ago. I mean, when you when you say 25 years, that's a quarter of a century ago. That's one quarter of a hundred years ago, all right? This is not the same fucking game, not the same league, not the same anything as it was then. And you still have a lot of people with the mentality of, well, we're, we have to act like, you know, we're, let's just... Throw money at free agents and 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 get them here. It's, once again, it's not ten years ago. All right, this isn't a destination for for free agents anymore. They'd rather go other places. All right, and as much as Babcock was a ball buster in the in the locker room, as far as being a coach, players who've never won a championship would rather deal with a ball busting coach and have a better shot at a championship than deal with a fucking player-friendly minor league coach who's never done anything now that he's up in the fucking NHL.
1: Hey, man, they can talk shit about Babcock all they want. He got him one cup, almost got him two. So, I mean, the results speak for themselves.
2: Right, and it's not just that blastwell lost and into the streak. You're right, Rich. It was inevitable. It was how he lost. He lost the good players. He lost the fan base, you know, and he missed the playoffs. Uh, you know, and then your question your question about the goalie, a lot of that has to do with the defense and the coaching of them. So, I mean, there's a lot that lays at the feet of the coach, bro.
0: Definitely, definitely. And like I said, just because you had success with the Grand Rapids Griffins doesn't mean it's going to translate automatically to success with the Red Wings. And I think he's proven it. And it's definitely time for him to go. I'm saying if, if if Ken Holland's seat isn't so fucking hot that he's standing up 99% of the time, then there's something really wrong in that organization. And with the success they've had and and the success the Illich family's had since they bought that organization, because for the most part, if you really think about it, they bought it, and yeah, there was a five, six-year period of stumbling, and 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 building it up. But then that, that playoff streak started and they've they've been dominant ever since. When people talk about, you know, the, the best sports franchises of the last you know twenty-five years, the Red Wings are always mentioned as long as the NHL's included in that, in that conversation. Always. Without a I mean, without exception. And to me, if that's the type of owners the Illiches are that they demand excellence then they're not going to sit by and let this shit just fucking slide, even if Mike Illich isn't there anymore. Now, I mean, I don't know. This is just pure speculation and, and reckless on my end, but, I mean, there is also the op- there is also this. Mike Illich is gone. They own the Tigers. They own the Red Wings. They own the Little Caesars. That Their family has its fingers in a lot of business places, Red Wings might, might end up being sold at some point. Who knows? And if that happens, all bets are off. Because no way, it's all good. <laughs> that, that made him millionaires.
1: Well, for what, I mean, I for guess what, at some point for he bought yourself, it for,
0: but... Well, for what he bought it for and what it was worth when he died, yeah. I mean, those are fucking worlds apart, man. That's like, you know, that's that's stereotypical American dream type shit. I think maybe the
2: Tigers would go. I, I definitely think the Tigers would go before the Red Wings.
1: No way. I can tell you that guy played. He played minor league ball for the Tigers. If they, if they're gonna sell one of them, I bet you Wings go first. Like, that, that guy was almost just to that family. They love the Tigers. I mean, so I don't know.
0: That's that's why I said reckless specu- reckless speculation on my part. If one of them has to go. I'm with Chris, I think. I I think it would be the Red Wings before the Tigers. But yeah, and
1: then... Those sports teams have enabled that family to mint their own money. I don't think they're going anywhere.
0: Well, I mean, I I hate to say it, but we're to the point where we don't know what we're going to have. You know, Mr. I is gone. And all I can do is hope that if they do retain ownership of these teams, that the same drive to win... And drive to be successful is there, and they don't turn into the Fords part two, to where, well, hey, as long as we're making money, we're happy. Because if that happens, you're gonna have some very, unha- some very unhappy fans in the city of Detroit because they're not gonna have any team to hang their hat on except for the fucking Pistons.
2: Well, I think yeah. the uh, the saving grace here is I don't think Mike Gillich himself has been in control of this for a long time, and it seems like they still have the the itch to win, so.
0: In, in both places. Well, I mean, the last time I, I really heard of Mike Illich stepping in and basically flexing his nuts, going, "I don't give a shit. I'm, I'm, I'm the owner. I'm making this move." It was with Cecil F- or uh, Prince Fielder. And that was 2012. I can't really think of a move since then where he stepped in and, and basically just said, "You know what? Yeah, you're you're my GM Hollander. You're my GM Dombrowski. But I'm going to make this move because I think this is our best chance to win."
1: <laughs> that might have been the move where the people in the front offices were like, can we keep this guy busy? Keep him away from here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, might have been the move uh, that, that broke the, the straw broke the camel's back. Like, I mean, there are 80 st- He's there throwing are st- bags of money at people. We don't need fucking, you know, let's, let's schedule craft time or something for him during the day. To keep him out of the office.
0: There are stories. There are stories that he, that was not a first time thing that he had done that with, with players, about coming to the Red Wings. It's just, it was the first time it was on Front Street like it was. I mean, because if you're a player and you're talking to Ken Holland and you're kind of on the fence about coming to Detroit or someplace else and Mike Illich gets on the phone and starts talking to you personally or, better yet, flies you in on a private jet, sets you down, starts flashing all that hardware that they've won in front of you, that's some pretty persuasive, you know, argument, right? That's a pretty persuasive argument right there before he even opens his mouth. And he was a successful businessman, so he knew how to conduct himself and sell himself and sell his organization to people. So, I mean, like I said, I've heard stories, I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to go into them in detail because I don't know if they're true or not, but I've heard stories that had happened before with high-profile free agents in the NHL and the Red Wings. So, you know, either way, yeah, I think the, the most interesting thing about this story is the lack of creativity in the NHL. And yeah, I, you know we're spearheading it with, with using the Red Wings as the example here, because now we've had two players who have left the Red Wings and have said the same thing basically. Like like I said, Datsuk was a little bit more, he was a little bit more politic in how he put it, and whereas Yurko is a little bit more cavalier, but ultimately it's, they're saying the same thing. You know, we can't go out there and play. Be the players we need to be when our hands are tied. And I mean, it's just like in baseball, the resistance. You know, is uh, to sabermetrics and things like how Joel Madden manages with the shift and and stuff like that. Like he's not. You know, there's a, there's resistance in, to to change in sports big time. You know, it's. It only been probably in recent memory that the leagues leagues have become copycat leagues like the NFL for like the minute when the wildcat was the new hotness and shit that everybody would jump on it because for years and years and years and years it was you know lombardi and that was your that was your template that was how you were supposed to coach you know pound pound the ball blah 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 you know now it's now it's now it's a passing league, you know. Now the game's wide open compared to what it used to be, and the game changes a lot quicker. And it, it, I would say football's done a better job of adapting to what the fans expect from it than any other sport. And what's the number one sport in the country? So, Football. Yeah. But yeah, it's just. It's interesting to see where this is going to go, and I think it's going to be an interesting off season for the Red Wings, and not just the Red Wings, but I mean, it's just for the NHL. It's going to be an interesting off season with the with the Golden Knights out there in, in Vegas, with the rule changes that certain people are in the NHL want, and yeah, it's it could be a completely different looking landscape that we start the season next next year. So. And, Earl, I know you you uh, had brought up the story well, about... Uh, I, I like the fact that you
2: started with the NHL, Rich, because something uh, uh, happened Sunday in NASCAR, and everybody's trying to say that NASCAR's trying to be like the NHL. A very well-known, very popular driver named Kyle Busch. You might recognize the last name, because Kurt Busch won the Daytona 500 for the first time.
0: Yeah, you know uh, who Kyle Kyle Busch
2: is. Right, he drives the candy M&M car. Uh, He got bumped and turned sideways and taken out at the final laps of the race. And he decides, well, I'm going to go to Joey Logano's pit and start throwing haymakers. He come out, it looked like he got his ass beat by three guys. He didn't even touch Joey Logano. Uh, but that's something that's happened throughout NASCAR's history: is drivers fighting you know, after they wrecked each other. But like I showed you guys in the private chat, Dale Earnhardt Sr. never did that. Uh, he just—that's why he was called the Intimidator. He would get you out on that road, you know, out on the track, and spin you out, get you loose, put you in the wall. you you would be—you're done. So one person you never wanted to bump too hard or try to take out was Dale Earnhardt because they'll take it. He'll lose a race, and his car will be all banged up and everything. But for the next two, three races, you ain't even finishing. You better just put a DNF and not even show up. And and it's just really interesting that they tried to call it NHL. And I'm like, it was one fight, and he didn't even do nothing. Went in there, swung, missed, hit his head on the fucking pavement.
0: Well, that's because NHL is the only really major sport outside of a combat sport where they allow fighting. It's like when someone sees a young black kid playing guitar these days and they go, Oh, he reminds us of Jimi Hendrix. He's black and he plays guitar. That's the only thing he's like, Jimi Hendrix. And I'm talking about like Gary Clark Jr. being compared to Jimi Hendrix. I'm like, uh, no, sorry. He, they're black and they play guitar. That's it. I mean, so well, I kind not understand Jimmy the media. <laughs> I understand the media strategy, you know, doing that also because Maybe I'm a little bit sensitive and I got some rabbit ears for this subject, but, you know, the NHL and the fact that they still allow fighting likes to be used as the butt of jokes because people who don't know hockey, true hockey, real hockey, tend to think hockey's like, you know, uh, uh, oh shit, a slap shot. Like, still to this day. And that's just fucking, that's Hollywood's version of hockey. You know, it's like saying. It'd
1: be better if it was. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you can make that argument. But, I mean, that's like saying if you watch the mighty ducks that you think you can go out and, and coach a hockey team. Okay. You try that flying V shit and see how far you get. Okay. So
2: I don't know the knuckle
0: puck. I'm kind of a fan. Just saying. Yeah. No, but I mean,
2: it, there, there's been many times throughout NASCAR's history that drivers have fought, but, uh, the, what, uh, made this such a big deal in the sports world outside of the, you know, four letter network is, um, if you watch the race and some people I'm sure have, but <laughs> the, the funny part is Kyle tried to spin out Joey Logano a couple of times. He was trying to own the track, so to speak. And he, he failed miserably. And, uh, He just tried to make it look like it was all Joey Logano, and it wasn't. And they come off the turn this last time, and Kyle Busch drives towards the apron. And if anybody knows about NASCAR, I don't know if you guys do or not, but once you go past the apron, it's very hard to control your car. Well, Joey Logano uh, was below Kyle Busch and clearly had the right-of-way, but pushed him to the apron and when they came back up, Joey Logano just tapped his rear bumper and sent him spinning. He didn't crash into a wall and no injury or nothing. He just took his car out. And Kyle Busch got out hurt and went over to his pit afterwards. And it was like, dude, you've been trying to wreck him all race. You have zero reason to go over there because the turnabout is fair play. It was just funny that they they said that it was NHL. I was like, not even close. I mean, that was the failure on ice if it was anything. I
1: feel like Tracy Morgan in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back right now. I don't know what the fuck you just said,
2: but you're special. (laughs) You guys got to watch a race. Grab some beer and watch a race. We'll Skype it. Dude, I worked in New York (laughs) for
1: two years. I've seen plenty of cars driving. I'm good.
2: Go out on six ninety six one time.
1: Uh, I live in the Metro Detroit area. I have several times, but so we did. So we talked about NASCAR, talked about hockey. What else we got, guys? Before we get into the, just whatever the hell free agency has been in the NFL.
2: Tim the Tebow t-shirt. is might be making his appearance in spring training. <laughs> Tim Tebow. Uh, oh, whatever. Get the fuck out of here.
0: Like, dude, he, he has not- made his appearance. He he went zero for four, and he's getting a standing ovation for what? What has this man You're ever nuts. done besides say he's a Christian to earn this type of fucking? And really, is that how? Okay, let me let me speak to my to my Christ-loving brothers and sisters that listen to us. I know there's one or two of you out there. At least give dude, at least give it lip service. Are you really that starved for a fucking quote-unquote role model in the sports world? That you're going to take this asexual steroid fucking allegedly pumping just, I mean, just nothing of a fucking, uh, of, of an athlete and pump him up no matter what he does. Yes, he was a great college football co- uh, uh, coach, Mm-mm. quarterback. That doesn't always translate to the pros. Obviously, it didn't. He might have had a career if he had actually moved to a different position, but he didn't want to. All right, so now he goes back and he starts to play at almost 30 years old, a sport he hasn't played in, in, since, what, high school? And he, yeah. he, he hasn't done shit? And his jerseys are outselling people like Curtis Granderson, you know, people who actually earned the position they, they have on that team, who've played in World Series, who've won World Series.
1: Rich, really? I'll take your question one further. The same question to you, New York Mets organization, New York Mets fans, you are two years out of being in the World Series. Why the fuck do you need to sign this clown for the media circus? Do you not have that much faith in your team? Do you suck that bad? Is the reputation of the Mets just too much to overcome? Like, like I said, two years ago, you're in the World Series. Why did you, did you shit the bed that bad?
2: It's rhetorical. but Well, yeah, but I mean, why
0: not though, Chris?
2: I mean, somebody was going to sign him and get that press. Why not it be them?
0: And that's, okay, but that's the problem. When I lived in New York, that's always been the Mets' problem. The Mets are perpetually little brother. And the Mets are always going, look at us, look at us, look at us. And that's what they're doing. And here's the thing. It's like someone who walks around talking about how tough they are and how much they don't care what people think. Real rugged individuals don't need to tell you that they're a rugged individual. Okay, people who deserve the spotlight, Don't jump up and down and scream, put the spotlight on me, all right? They're competing with arguably the most storied franchise in all of American sports in all of history, all right? Since we started keeping recorded history of our sports in this country, it's the New York Yankees above everybody else. Championships, all of it. And they're competing with them right in their backyard. And instead of doing it with like, hey, look, you know, yeah, we're not the Yankees, but we haven't been around like, you know, as long as the Yankees have. We don't have the history the Yankees have. No. They take the fucking big top, you know, three-ring circus attempt of let's sign Tebow and put him out there and watch him go 0 for 8 and people still stand up and stomp their feet like he's like he's the second coming of fucking Babe Ruth or something. And I don't he's get not. it.
1: Babe Ruth didn't go 0 for 4, ever. <laughs> Probably in spring training. Well, spring
2: training know, might it might have
1: it... Not even been a thing when he played, but...
2: Let me ask you to this. Does he remind you a little bit of Michael Jordan?
1: No, Michael Jordan Might was at least good up. at one sport.
0: <laughs> Outside of college, yes, yes. Michael Jordan was. arguably the best, or yes, yes, arguably the best ever, or it, with without an argument, best of his generation at one sport he chose to play.
2: What or I'm or asking you to the, the situation Go with baseball. Athlete. Because he was yeah, the man, he is the man. He'll always be the man. That being said, in baseball, it it was terrible. It was it was worse than that.
0: Once again, it's like the only reason I'd be reminded of Jordan because it's an athlete who's out there who's getting a shot based on name recognition. That's the only way he reminds me of Jordan playing That's baseball. That's what I'm asking you. Well, in that case, and yeah, I guess him and Jordan, yeah, then they're basically pissing in the same fucking toilet right there.
2: Yeah,
1: but didn't Jordan at least end up taking a few pitches in the show? Tebow's not even going to get
0: even close to the show. No, Jordan, Jordan didn't no. make it out of the minor. He didn't make school. it out of spring training. Yeah, he was. He rode the bus. Terry Francona was his fucking manager. And he, he actually played with a lot of guys that made it to the show, but No. He, you know, he never took a at bat or even had a cup of coffee in the Chicago cut or excuse me, Chicago White White Sox clubhouse. I mean, they they pretty much knew that that was. I don't want to I don't want to get down the rabbit hole conspiracy theories, but they pretty much knew that was a one year thing, and then he was gone one way or the other, whether it was back to basketball or or onto whatever else life held for him. is unofficial suspension. Yeah. I mean, come on, dude. That was just that. That was a, it. Was it was a nice news story. It kept him in the. It kept him in the spotlight. But I mean, ultimately, is an ego stroke on his point, his part. I mean, he could say, "Well, I did it for my dad," all he wants. And people who are prone to that type of sentimentality, and you know, go all blubber blubber over romantic comedies and cry over shit like that, are gonna buy into it and love it. I'm just not one of those people. You know, so I I just looked at it like, really? You're just pissing away a fucking roster spot on someone who could actually maybe make it in the majors? And that's the same way I look at Tim Tebow. If this is an attention grab, this is a problem the Mets have. And the Mets need to fucking get over their inferiority complex to where they think they need to have a three-ring circus in their fucking spring training to get to compete with, you know, the, the Yankees. I just I don't I don't see it as any other is is anything else. Oh, I, I think really it's, don't. it's
2: the new culture we live in, Rich. Also, because they they do it in uh, baseball, basketball, hockey, with with the all star games. You know, the fans quote unquote vote for you know this silly. No way he should be an all star player in the all star games. And it's the same thing with Tim Tebow in baseball. There's no fucking way he should be on a major league baseball field. But the fans are going to be like, ooh, you're stuck now. You gave us our shot. We're taking it and running.
0: Yeah, but you can make an argument that the All-Star games are ultimately an exhibition game for the fans. So it makes more sense for them to put whoever they want to put in there by hook or by crook. This is not... A, he's taken up a spot from a player who has since the age of let's just say probably 10 been fighting and clawing to get to the spot he's at. And he's given it because it's going to put a couple more asses in the seats. I mean, it, it, it's, it's spring training, you know, and s- seeing, you know, standing ovations for the guy who, who can't even go to the right warm up circle. Like he, he that's how out of it he is on a baseball field, guys. Seriously? Seriously? Yeah. Put any of us in a situation, I think we'd know what, what warm-up, where we're supposed to warm up when we're on deck. Generally, the one in front of your dugout? Uh, it's kind of a big hint.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, they could teach five-year-olds to do it. Come on, Tebow.
0: I mean, it's just, uh. you know, I... It's 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 the Mets wanting attention. Congratulations, they got it. But no one's talking about you in a good light. So I mean, it really is. Is I I guess the Mets, the 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 brass in the office really do look at it as there's no such thing as bad publicity. It's the only thing I could think of because I'd be embarrassed if I was part of the Mets organization. I'd say this is a joke. Get this asshole off the field. Seriously, this ain't major league, right? Get this fucker out of here. This ain't funny. What? Gatorade. Is it in you?
1: In you? Since, ever since we talked about Michael Jordan, I can't get that out of my head. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, well, before we get to the clusterfuck of the NFL fucking free agency here, what did you want to talk about regarding the 76ers, Earl?
2: I don't think it was the 76ers, boss. It was the Warriors. <laughs> Who was it? it's just a a quick uh, side note to uh, Jerome Iguadala saying the n-word repeatedly on national tv Dude, he he this is not a story hang on i'll let you go it, it's it's my it's my rant it you know rich had a couple rants last week this is my rant this guy gets on national tv says the n-word calls his coach a master like, you know, a slave mentality type thing. And he gets a slap on the wrist, told it was an inside joke in the locker room, and uh, a $10,000 fine now. And if I remember correctly, when President Trump got elected, he made a comment and said, hey, it's locker room talk. We don't talk like that in our locker room. No, you're talking about the N-word and, and slave and plantations. And if you guys will remember back, if our listeners remember back... We talked about an MSU student who got his girlfriend cheated on with a black guy, called him the N-word. Who was white? There's where that ends. He He was was white. And called him the N-word out of frustration and pain and hurt. And this kid has to give up his college career at MSU and move and how terrible of a person he is. But a pro basketball player can do it on national TV and everybody's okay with it because he's black. From now on, I don't want anybody saying anything to me about any word in the freaking English language that's off limits to white, black, Mexican, Asian. If you listen to me and you talk to me and you have a problem with what I say, look in the fucking mirror because you've said it before. It, and I don't do life, double please. standards. And I don't do double standards. So if it's good for the goose, it's good for the fucking gander. Get over it. All right, dude, you're going to have saying. a long
1: life if if you're going to go through I'm not it's your prerogative, man. But I mean, it just—it's not the world we live in, Earl. It's just not. Okay. And, I mean, and, and was a pro for starters, and number two, you could argue that this kid from Michigan State probably learned a good lesson about self-control because he fucked his whole. Now, granted, what happened to him was shitty, but he fucked his whole future up because general over self-control. And number three, he's white. This is how it is, man. White
2: people cannot say that word. Ever. Well, Even okay, if but you are quoting rap oh, songs, okay. you cannot okay, use but, that word. But oh, that's yeah. Besides, your stance. My stance is if they can say it, damn it, I can say it. If uh, I get good, if I get a need, need to up my ass, or if I'm if I'm addressing a friend of mine or what have you, and I say that word, then that's what I say. If somebody's got a problem I, with it, then they shouldn't have started that shit.
1: I'm I'm wishing you luck in life, dude. Because that's that's, that's going to be rough for you.
0: Well, okay. <laughs> all right. First of all, I don't know where I got the 76ers from, but I have actually read up on this story.
1: He he used to be on the 76ers.
0: Okay, maybe that's where... I, I don't understand why that, that would even be mentioned, so maybe I just... I recognized his name and subconsciously th- threw it in there. Anyways, I've actually read up on this story today, and... Him uh, and Steve Kerr have come out and both said, look, unless you know this guy and his type of, he's really cryptic in in how he talks. He's got a really fucking strange sense of humor. And unless you know him, sometimes it's going to come off as like the whole master thing. Him and his coach both said he wasn't talking about his coach. He wasn't talking about his general manager. He wasn't talking about the team owner. In fact, Basically, it's been heavily implied. He was talking about the the press. And on top of that, how do you pronounce his last name? In- Iguodala. In- 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 Iguodala. 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 Okay, he's come out and said that he's fucking with the press, and he's been doing it his entire career, and he likes doing it to him. So that that part of the story seems to me like it's a non-issue. It's a case of he's out there, and he's basically throwing fucking – bait hockey out for the fucking press to gobble up. Now, the fact that he's out there, you know, saying the word nigger on the court, uh, it happens in f- football, basketball, baseball. It happens, guys. There was a story a couple of years ago, local story about two players who went to college together, came up through college, and they both ended up on the, on the Detroit Lions. One was white, one was black. That word was used between the... Those two constantly to the point where a black reporter here in Detroit flipped out during a practice when he heard them using it towards each other. But he only flipped out because the white guy used it towards the black guy. And then when he pulled the black guy aside and said, hey, brother, how are you going to let his white boy talk to you like that? He goes, that ain't a white boy. That's my brother. And the whole story became, is that word acceptable to use between friends? Oh. I've had friends that are black that use that word with me, and I use that word with them, and they know the intent that I'm using that word, and it's fine. Now, does that mean we go out in public, I'm I'm out there hollering it at them? No, because that could start a lot of fucking problems. Does that mean I go up to every black person I, say, I see and and just start throwing that shit around loosey-goosey? No. I don't like fucking being in fights left and right. Yeah. I'm gonna hey, Some
1: black person you don't know said it's okay I use this word. No, we're good. No, that's not a conversation that ever happened.
0: I mean, you know, no matter... The thoughts on throwing around that word vary so much, and it's so dependent upon the individual saying it and the individual hearing it and the context. Because to some people, it's unacceptable for anyone to say it. And for some people, it's acceptable for some people to say it, not other people. And then for some people, it's like, look, as long as you ain't calling me a nigger, I don't care. Use the word, all right? And it, and and then it gets into the whole pronunciation thing. Don't be coming at me with that hard er. You better you know better put an a on the end of that shit. It's just it's one of those things that to, it, it's how do I explain this in polite society. We have an unwritten contract that we don't use certain words and flaunt the use of those words out in, you know, in everyday life, okay? And you could pretty much chalk it up. I mean, of course, some of the, you know, the the George Carlin bit about, you know, the seven words you can't say on television, that's changed over the years. But, I mean, you don't turn on NBC and hear them saying fuck or motherfucker or cunt or cocksucker, you know, that shit, damn, hell, ass, dick, tits. I mean, that's about as, that's about as raw as you're going to get on broadcast television. You go to cable TV that's not paced, it's not like HBO Showtime, but like FX or AMC, you get a little bit more raw. <coughs> Excuse me. Then you go to a Showtime HBO channel, and it's fucking, it's a free-for-all. It's whatever the fuck they want to say. In fact, you can make an argument, there's whole shows on HBO who's, who became notorious just because of the use of the word cocksucker. You know, Deadwood comes to mind right off the top of my head. There's I mean, a Showtime
2: I think, series called Bullshit with Penn and Dollar.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, so, to me, it's a personal issue. And a lot of people don't like that I see it that way. And that's fine. I don't really give a fuck. All right. Uh, if I have friends who use that word towards me, and they use it as a, a, a term of endearment, comes off as kind of foo foo, but I guess we'll go ahead and go with that. All right, I take it as such. All right, I've also been called it in a derogatory way, and usually the first thing I respond with is, "Okay, so now you're not only stupid, but you're colorblind." All right, good. You know, of course, that usually ends up. That's that's the type of conversation I'm having before someone starts swinging to somebody else. And that's been a lot of years since I've had conversations like that. But, I mean, look, he's a black athlete. He's going to use the word. You can get as as offended as you want because in polite society, it's unacceptable for white people to use the word as it is for black people to use the word. But the truth is, you go to some bougie, sedentic committee motherfuckers in the black community, it it ain't ain't, ain't acceptable for him to use that word around them either. That word's just not acceptable, period. But that's a group that doesn't get talked about when this type of shit comes up.
2: See, my thing is, and my only thing is, I don't, I don't care about the word. I've used the word. I'll use the word when I want to. It's, that's not my issue. My issue is, I'm just calling out the press and society as a whole that a kid had to How? leave college because he in a in a moment of haste and hurt, and he pain, used it in a derogatory
1: phrase. That's why you could argue that. Andre Iguodala is using it colloquially. He's using it as a term of endearment. The guy in Michigan State used it derogatorily. He used it how, used it how we're, you're not supposed to use it. I don't see that as a double standard at all.
2: How is he going to – I'm not giving Iguodala a pass. He's talking about plantation-style living.
1: So then you can't give gangster rap a pass. You can't give any trash-talking done on the court, done on the field a pass. If you can't give that a pass, you can't give anything a pass, Earl.
2: Okay, but the gangster rap, the things on the court in the field, okay, are causing nobody any harm. Nobody, and, it, and it's not being reported on like a big thing. Okay, he goes on national TV on an interview, uses it twice, and and talks about it in a plantation style manner.
0: But do you and everybody's get that just like, oh, that's his hurt?
2: personality. That's just who he is. Uh, do you get that that it? He is- uses it at the time of being hurt. Okay, it cost him his college career at MSU, and everybody's like, well, he shouldn't have called him that. He should have called him something else. Yes, no, he you shouldn't can't have. do that. Okay, well, hold on
0: a sec. Hold on a sec. Do you understand that he was using that as a way? He was. he The whole reason he was using that the way he was was fucking with the press. No, I got it. The same it, people, Rich, the same people saying, that made it a big story, so they proved his point for him. No, I
2: got it. I got it all. I got all that. But I'm not giving him a pass when he does it in an interview, says it twice in a plantation-style meaning, and yet a kid does it after being hurt and it costs him his college career. No, I can't do that.
1: Because Iguodala wasn't trying to hurt
2: anybody's feelings. The kid was.
1: That's the thing. It was used in a hateful way. Iguodala did not use it in a hateful way. Like that's that's a lot, that's, a lot of people disconnect, see. Man,
2: a lot of people see using that word as in a plantation. let like He says
1: it before people. he punches this guy for fucking his girlfriend. That's now a hate crime. Nothing. 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 You could not put in any v- variable in what Iguodala said and make it a hate
2: crime. I got you there. You got a good point. But anyway,
0: well, so let's just can, uh, can. One thing we can all agree on is that no matter what no matter what polite society, no matter what politically correct society, no matter what Disney-owned ESPN will want to push, is that as long as there are players on the field, on the hardwood, this word's going to be used between them. And people just need to get the fuck over it. It's like, it's, it's no different than when you mic up a player for Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football or, or whatever, whatever. And you catch them swearing in between plays. It's going to happen. These are not everyone out there believes in the same set of morals as the puritanical people who are sitting at home, pen and paper in hand, or excuse me, nowadays, sitting at their fucking computer, fingers on their keyboard, waiting to to, to go and, and let their Twitter fingers fly and be offended for everybody. okay? It's Those people are fucking morons, dude. Most people understand these are adults. Adults get pissed off. Adults that are they are going to use language that is not acceptable to use sitting in a boardroom. But then if you go talking like and, and acting like you're in a boardroom on a football field, you ain't going to last long either. I mean, it's just, can, can, we, can we get over this? I mean, this is, I kind of agree with Chris. I don't know how this is a story except for he took a fucking swipe at the press with the whole plantation thing and master thing, basically saying that they're at, the, they're at the 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 whim of the press and how the press wants to spin the, the subject. And the press went out and the press went out and did exactly what the fuck he said they were going to do. He goaded them into it and they did it. It's a non-story. It's it's the press basically making a story because they got pissed off because the guy called them on their bullshit. Well, yeah,
1: like I, mean, when the I, hand, story, I I saw this story. All um, I saw pretty much was black Ice's n-word. I'm like, this is not a story. It's just as much of a non-story as Ezekiel Elliott. Fucking uh, pulling somebody's shirt up at Mardi Gras. Like, I saw Ezekiel Elliott does what people do at Mardi Gras. How is this a story? Just because you know who he is. It's probably the same thing with Andre and Because you know who he is. That's why it's a story. It's a 24-hour news cycle. People need shit to talk about. You know who he is. Game on.
2: Okay. I was just saying, I don't think that kid would have used that word while he was playing with that particular person. I don't think he's used it afterwards. It was said in a moment of haste, out of pain, hurt, anger. I don't think that's who that kid was, and I don't think he should have had his college career taken from him for saying it. That's all I'm saying. And then he didn't have his college career taken. He just—he's
1: got to play. He's got to play his final season somewhere else. He's just not playing what, for Michigan State anymore.
2: And I, I don't think besides, that's right.
1: Besides the self control lesson, you could also argue, hey, dumbass. If you've not paid attention to the news for, like, the last five years, don't ever send any, like, even if it's a text message, like, don't be sending out shit that people can prove. I mean, that should also be a lesson he learns as well. You
0: well, know, I mean, I, I know... Th- yeah, he should have learned his lesson from the fucking of dick picks Favre dick,
1: pics Favre dick Picks? That Johnny was... Manziel? Uh, who else do we got to bring up?
0: Yeah, but think about that. The of dick Picks was even pre-fucking... Uh... Uh, Tiger Woods. That was like yeah, what our, 2000, our 2007, seven like two thousand eight. Were
1: just showing up. Yeah.
0: I mean, people. You telling me they haven't learned their fucking lesson in almost a decade now? There's just some Dude. dumb fuckers out there, man. They're really hey, are.
1: Anthony Weiner. <laughs> <laughs> What's he on? His fourth or fifth time getting caught.
0: Well, I'll, I'll say this, and then I, I'm pretty much done with the subject. I'm the wrong person to have this conversation with, as far as. Uh, people being outraged at language and stuff because I, I personally, I feel that if you allow words to upset you that much, words, not actions, okay, and words that weren't directed at you with any with any ill intent on top of it to upset you that much, then you're just one of the weakest people on the fucking planet. We need to breed you out of the fucking gene pool. All, All right. right. There, Ed, Rich.
1: I am in the yeah. words have the power you assign to them club.
0: Okay, there's but. a reason... There's a reason why certain people are looked at in certain lights. When because okay, if like we talked about the story about the MSU or basketball football player, and I thought he was black, and I thought his girlfriend was white, and I thought his roommate and his his roommate his uh, teammate, you know what I'm saying? I I had the races mixed up, and I was like, I don't even, see, I don't see what the big deal is. And it was like, no, 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 no. No, no. Excuse me. I thought his girlfriend was black, and he was calling her that. And you know, his white teammate had had sex with his black girlfriend. And they were like, "No, you got the races all mixed up." No, when I finally figured it out, I'm like, "Okay, so the guy said something in the heat of the moment. Was it stupid? Yeah. But I mean, I've been in I've been in relationships. I've had women say some of the fucking most foul shit in the world to me." Difference is, is that it wasn't on some sort of format where I could hold on to it and throw it to the press and go, see, look at what a bitch she's capable of being. I mean, it, 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 that's a personal issue. That's an issue between three people. It's an issue between two teammates and one of those teammates' girlfriends. And really, it should never have been in the fucking public eye in the first place. All right. This, this isn't the, this isn't the Jerry Sandusky shit. This is not something that, that it's going to go to court. Okay. It was, between, it was a personal issue between three people. I would even go so far as to say it's really none of the team's fucking business. But in, in it, the minute he left a paper trail, for lack of a better term, a digital trail, and it could be brought to the light like that and, and held up as an example of like, oh, this is so horrible, he was fucked. Right? That... He was fucked. And we had this conversation. If he had just beat the guy's ass, which is much worse than calling him a word, people would go, well, guy got what he deserved. You got his ass beat fucking his girlfriend. But somehow we've gotten to the point in society where a word used that causes you no harm physically is worse than physically attacking somebody.
1: Because it's salacious for the media because it's a hot-button topic right now. Because we can put it out there, and it'll get eyeballs, and it'll get clicks. And well, people and like me, us will fucking talk about it.
0: And forgive me for sounding like an SJW a little bit on this. But this is where I kind of agree with some of the people and some of the sentiment I hear come from that gr- from that group of people. This is also because... If it's two jocks, one jock fucked his, his his teammate's girlfriend. If the two jocks beat the shit out of each other over it, eh? Well, that's that's it's, that's what dumb jocks do. Okay, that that's jock culture. That's what they do. Okay, well, guess what? Shit talking and everything else is part of jock culture too. So you want to police part of the culture, and you just want to fucking go? Eh? Oh, that's part of the you know that's what they do. They beat the shit out of each other. They get into fights all the time. Okay, well. Mm-hmm the you know the, the, it's hypocrisy i'm sorry and i get where you're coming from earl you know but the problem is, is that we bathe in hypocrisy we wallow in it like we 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 it used to be the old saying was was, was was truth is like rain it don't give a fuck who it falls on now it's just we just pray for hypocrisy to fall from the fucking clouds so that we could just drink it up because that's that's it's the way we exist in this culture. We'll know something is right, and we'll call it bullshit. We'll go, you're right, but it's bullshit. Well, how can you say, if I'm right, how is that bullshit? Because it is. In other words, because you don't like the fact that, that it's it right. Come on, man. But
1: Yeah, that, that's definitely been more evident the last year or so. Is, well, I don't feel that it's right, so it's not right. You, you could have, like, books of shit proving what you just said is right. Well, I don't think it's right. I don't, I don't feel it's right. Uh... Science and facts are backing me up. It's not right. I don't feel it is.
0: I mean, ultimately, all you can do in this life when it comes to shit like this is the people who know you best. All you can do is hope that they understand where you're coming from and you've made yourself clear. Because people who don't know you, people who tune into this episode and have never heard an episode before and they hear what's being said are going to walk away with uh, an idea of how we are completely as human beings based on a two-hour conversation, all right, I can't sum anybody up from a two-hour conversation—not completely. But this is, this, but this is, this is the the hazards of doing this, you know, putting ourselves out here like this. You know, and Earl, I understand what you're saying. And believe me, I've heard people of all races say the same thing. It's ridiculous, these double standards. The problem is the people that are saying that aren't the ones they're putting on TV. They're not, they're not views that people are, in media are, are, are clamoring to put out there and be seen. Because they're not the views that sell. They're not pandering to the people that they want to sell shit to, who's in their demographic. Which, if you really want to get into, is just another way of dividing people up by race, gender, income, religion, etc. So the same media that sells you this kumbaya, we all hold hands, we're all the same and equal bullshit, also know how to divide us up and sell us products based on those fucking, the, the, different, the different groups they decide to put us in. So just stop and yeah, think yeah. about that.
1: Yeah, the, the same media that decries... Profiling is profiling the fuck out of you when it comes time to sell ad time. Exactly. Girl, I, I, I want you and I want you to know, like I don't. I, 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 no, it doesn't sound like I don't disagree with what you're saying. I'm just coming from the point of like, that's great, dude, but that is not the world we live in anymore, unfortunately. Like,
2: no, no. One thing, I,
1: one thing I've learned doing these podcasts for the last three years: there is no consistency, and nobody cares about fair. Like, that, that's just the world we're in now. Like, everyone says they want fair, but when it comes down to it, when you look, back to what Rich is talking about, when you look at actions, people say they want fair. They don't want fair. Because it's, that's not what their actions dictate.
2: Yeah. And, and Rich also made the point that if people don't agree with you, then they, you know, it doesn't matter what proof you have or what you say. They're just going to be like, no, that's bullshit. No, it's the truth. And, that's, and want, that's all I wanted to say here was the truth. If, if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. That kid should not have had to leave MSU. But I, I, I digress. Moving on.
1: And I wanted to say it on Unregimented last week, and I, I guess I'll say it on this one because it pertains to what we're talking about. Can we stop apologizing? I mean, I know Bill Maher did a rant similar to this, but I just mean in general. Why can't anybody just stand up there, whether they're in sports or anything else, and go, yeah, this is what I said? It's not what I meant. You know, if you were upset by it, I'm sorry, that's not what I meant. But, I mean, I guess they're still apologizing, but why is everyone such a puss? Why can't anyone just stand up there and be like, this is what I said, sorry you feel that way, and move on. Like, no one has any balls anymore when it comes to that. Instead of going, yeah, I said it, if you don't <laughs> like a tough shit, you just get all these forced apologies every single fucking day about something.
2: Well, who's 98%
1: nice? of the shit that's apologized for doesn't need to be apologized for.
2: Well, that's that's just it. I that I that was my little rant. I said that, and then you said, "Well, you're going to have a long life." <laughs> well, that's no, you said you funny. were going to go around saying
1: whatever the fuck you wanted to anybody.
2: Exactly. And was just, that was that's, that's exactly what cool. you're asking. Why why do why do I have to apologize for what I say? Well, because if you don't like decorum
1: come into play in certain situations, Earl.
2: I'm just saying, if you don't like what I say, get away from me. I am who I am. I'm not out to hurt people's feelings. I'm not a bad guy. I'm not racist by any stretch of anybody's imagination. I'm a guy that just likes to have fun and enjoy life. And if uh, some things that I say get you bent, come to me. We could talk about it. If I meant it, I'll tell you I meant it, and sorry that it hurt your feelings. If I didn't mean it, hey, my bad. I didn't mean to hurt Earl, your feelings. Otherwise, go, you know, eat a bowl of fuck for all I care.
0: Earl, if there's one thing I've learned doing these shows for coming up on a year on this show and almost three years with unregimented is there's somebody out there right now who the minute you opened your mouth before you even got out more than the first two words decided you were racist decided you were sexist decided you were whatever the fuck okay it's just the way it is man Oh, and absolutely. It, I, the I, the and only I run thing into those people said, every day, you, so do you. you.
2: My point is, is I am that guy that, that Chris has talked about. I make no apologies for it.
0: The if only your thing opinion you, of
2: me is that I'm racist or sexist or what have you, then that's just, you know, your opinion, and you're fucking entitled to it. I'm not. I know I'm not. Look, but I make no exception or apologies for who I am. It is. Who, I am who I am.
0: You know, the only fucking thing you can do is look in all the mirror And say, I know exactly what's in my heart. And the only other thing you can do is look around, and hope that you're surrounded by people who know you for who you are. Okay, uh, that's it, it, that's all you can do. Because and and Chris, to answer your question about the apology thing, uh, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. And sadly, it's just because it's shoved in our face so much anymore, to where like you said, everything has to the minute the minute an athlete says something that even one person gets upset about on Twitter. Or on social media of some sort, it seems like there's "quote unquote" demand for an apology coming from people. No, it's really a few people who are really loud. Is that what? And in today's society, if you piss off a point, you know, point zero percentage point of the fucking people on social media, someone's in that athlete's ear going, "You're watching them bags of money fly away." You better you better you better keep it as vanilla as possible you better go out there and say an apology because who was the last person in sports who really just didn't give a fuck came out and never apologized for anything he said and it was a that was a superstar closest I can come is Charles Barkley Charles Barkley would come out and say whatever the fuck was on his mind and never apologize for it once as far as I know
2: well the argument yeah. could be made about he made it okay. he's, he's
1: he's all right but I guess, too, but the problem is, too, we've talked about it. I mean, we're getting into the, to the well-worn carpet area here. But half the time, these apologies in sports, you're apologizing to people who aren't, who aren't sports fans. Like, I wouldn't tell people to get fucked. Like, if anyone who actually, you know, pays money to come see me is upset with this, I'm sorry. But if you're just sitting around on the Internet waiting for somebody in the celebrity sphere whether it's sports or music or anything, to say something fucked up so you can get pissed off about it, go fuck yourself.
0: Well, we do a sports show. And in just the world of sports, we all have to understand this. We have to know this if we don't already. And I'm talking about us three. And actually people listening, it'd help if you understood this too. And some of you listening, I'm going to be talking exactly about you. you. There are people out there who go to work who do an excellent job, who make a good living, who contribute to society through their job, who come home, and they have no life. They go to work and they come home. And with the internet, it's allowed them the illusion of having a life because they can read all these articles and they can get constant, fucking be barraged with constant information about sports, and when they find something they don't like, they can start a little crusade about it. And that's it, what you describe, Chris, is people just sitting, waiting for someone to fuck up, waiting for someone to be misquoted, something taken out of context, so they can be outraged. There are people who do that, and that is the people that are driving our culture right now. And for the rest of us, the only the only way I see to stop it is to start ignoring these people. Is calling it's just going. That's nice. Now go play. Like you would a little kid who just came and told you that, you know, aliens landed in the backyard and took him up and and, and, and you know, zoomed him around the entire universe in the last five minutes. That's nice, Mikey. Go outside and play, you know.
1: What do you say, Rich? Shut up. Adults are talking?
0: Pretty much. You know, if your kid comes in, and tells you something like that, you just pat him on the head. You send him outside to play and then you call and you get the CAT scan set up for him to make sure he's not a wet brain retard on Monday morning. All right. That's what you do. And that's what we got to do with these fucking people. Because this this isn't a majority. This isn't uh, people who have any moral high ground. None whatsoever. Because if you really look at these people, they will abandon one, one set of principles they were defending today, tomorrow, just to be right. Because that's what it's about. It's about winning arguments, being right. It's not, about not even about doing, being right. It's about thinking you're right. Exactly. It's not about doing the right thing. It's not about, it's just like you said, people talk about, well, you know, fair, fair, fair. Everyone wants everything to be fair for them. They don't care if it's fair for anybody else. Not everyone, it, but a lot of these people like that. It's not what fair like means. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. The minute you say it doesn't, the minute you say how you treat people, Treat people how you would like to be treated doesn't matter for, for group X, for reason Y, but it applies to the rest of us. And then you don't, you just lost the, you just lost the right to ever use the word fair because you're not being fair. There's no such thing as someone is more equal than another group or someone is less equal than another group. We, 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 we tried that shit at one point in this country. Okay. They tried that shit in other, in other countries around the fucking world. In the end, it doesn't work. So it, it's a frustrating topic because I understand where you're coming from, Earl, but at the same time, it's a no-win situation for you, man. And I mean, I, God knows I've stuck my fucking nose into the fucking, into the boxing ring and got it broke a few times in, on no-win situations on these podcasts. And on this one, you're just gonna have to do it on your own, dude. I'm not willing to get my fucking jaw reset over this fucking subject. Sorry, it's just, I, I, I've, 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 like I said, I've already had a nose, a broken nose over this subject before. I'm just not, I'm just not doing it this time. I mean, I understand where you're coming from, and and the pointing out hypocrisy and the ridiculousness of the situation, I agree with. But I mean, it, there's a point, dude, where you're pissing into the wind. So unless you, like, piss all over yourself and you consider that winning, you haven't really done anything. So, all right, anyways, before we got to go, free fucking agency, what the fuck is going on in the NFL?
1: Yeah. Oh, I said it in chat. Earl, <laughs> this is your day of reckoning for what the fuckings has come because we can definitely apply it to NFL free agency. Holy shit. Dude, if I was in Chicago... I mean, I'd already have my cyanide pills on the order from the internet. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I'd have already, <laughs> I'd be in the middle of my background check to get my gun. Like, what the fuck are they doing? It Like, they, are they signing Mike Lennon as a backup? Is he supposed no. to be the guy He's that Is Jay Cutler? He's
0: yep. their starter. He's their starter. Oh! They're giving him, what is it, 14.5 per year. Yeah, 45 but, million dollars. But basically, if after one season they decide they're done with him, they can cut him loose, and they and, and they only end up paying him 19 of that 45. So because of that reason, there's people saying that this is a good deal. Let me tell you something. As a Bucks fan who watched uh, Shaggy out there playing fucking quarterback for his team, I don't see where Mike anybody got the idea Mike Glennon's a starter. I really don't. He never showed it's me anything. I mean, they must be real confident in their run game that they could just have a subpar game manager behind or under center and that that run game is going to carry them. That's the only thing I can think of.
1: But Early, you saying it's Chicago. You're talking about a team who has been the only team to win the NFC North for like the last decade and who's got a Super Bowl appearance in the last decade. They, they, they've got two in my lifetime. I mean, it's... I just if I was, I mean, Chicago I sports talk radio this week has had to be amazing. Like, just because, like, I'm not even. I, I I root for a rival team in a division, and I'm going. The fuck are you doing over there?
0: You forgetting about sales Green of old Bay
1: style? Got to be up because people got to be drinking way <laughs> way more.
0: Yeah, dude, you are forgetting about about Green Bay. Green Bay's had fucking Super Bowl appearances and have won uh-huh. won the NFC North in the last decade.
1: No, I know, but Earl said, he's like, well, it's the. He, no, but Earl, I was just speaking to Earl, talking about, well, Chicago. Like, eh. He, he was being rather dismissive of Chicago. Yeah, there, I know. Dude.
0: And it's the Detroit. Dude, Earl, because you're a Detroit I hate homer. Chicago. <laughs> you, okay, you say Chicago, like the rest of the country says, it's Detroit. It's the Lions. So that's just the homer in them. So you're never going to get that out of him. I, I mean, it, <laughs> that's staying set for life, bro. <laughs> Ever.
2: Ever, I'll say the n word and anything else you want. I ain't talking about Chicago. Just saying. All right,
1: well, I mean, didn't think we said all we said about Chicago. Uh, good luck with that, Bears fans. Uh, talk to me in October. See how that's all working out. Uh, but uh, what happened? To, what had happened today? Eddie Lacy goes to Seattle.
2: Running back by committee, because Charles is supposed to be going there, too?
1: Wah, wah. I, it, it, speaking of the the wheels coming off, does it seem like it's starting to happen in Seattle?
2: Yeah, everybody's
1: moving out. Quitting, retiring, getting hurt. It just seems like there were better running backs on the table than Eddie Lacy. I mean, especially for Seattle.
0: <laughs> you think? Sorry, are, are you saying Seattle's window is closed now, officially?
1: Well, it just it seems like they're giving up. Like, Eddie Lacey? Like, is the GM in Seattle getting too much into the recreational?
0: Like
1: that's to me, gonna, it just sounds like he, the he's the lynch size hole in your run game? No, it's it not sounds on.
2: like he sounds like he's on the cliff and just pulling at straws trying to get back up, and he's failing miserably.
1: I don't know <laughs> thinking about Jamal Charles. I, I can't disagree with you there. I mean, he's – Earl, I mean – He's been your hometown running back since, what, 2010? How many full seasons has he
2: played for you? been Kansas City. He ain't been my hometown
1: yeah. running back. Kansas City. God damn it. You're, what's your closest? Are,
2: do you root for the Rams or do you root for the Chiefs? I root for the Lions. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah, okay, hold, up hold up, the bro, hold week, up, hold up. hold up, hold up, hold, what hold game up.
0: What <laughs> I'm sorry. Kansas I'm City, sorry, Chief, Hey. Earl, Mike Clark, you can't, dude, you can't be eating on the mic like that, dude. That sounds like shit. Sounds like you got a cock in your mouth. Seriously. Fucking hurry up and finish, and then we'll carry on. But I, I can't do a half hour with you. I can't do it. <laughs> All
2: right. There. You feel better?
0: I mean, once or twice, I but I'm like, dude, this has been five minutes now I've been listening to you fucking eating, dude. Come on. All right. Party on. Game on.
2: Uh, yeah. No, Kansas City. Is, is for Wichita, Kansas. But, uh, yeah. I like Detroit. I root for Detroit. I go to bars that air the Detroit game. That's that's what I do.
1: Outside well, of thanks your, for shitting outside on my of, point about Jamal Charles. Well, okay, the man is not durable. <laughs> so, Seattle, yikes.
0: Yeah, but guys, okay, but I, I understand that their free agency is an exciting time in the NFL because players who have maybe played their entire career. You've never seen them in another pro uniform. They're moving to other teams, and it's exciting. It's like, oh, shit, and there's all the possibilities that come with it. But hasn't the NFL, more than any other league, proven that you really don't build Super Bowl winners with a core of free agents? You do it through the draft? The, the, uh, the, it, 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 there's this a Boston-based
1: team that's been that?
0: I mean, because free agency is supposed to be like the gravy on the mashed potatoes, correct? It's not supposed to be the meat of the di- of the, uh, or even the potatoes of the dinner. It's supposed to be, yes, yes. just like to complement what is already on the plate. And so when I yeah. see teams start making a ton of signings and free agency for key positions, to me it just reeks of desperation.
1: Yes, to continue your food metaphor, Rich, it should be the sizzle on the steak. The steak should come from the draft. But it's. Uh, I mean, what do you think of the thing that the guys of the Lions are doing? Like, I don't hate any of those moves. I don't, yeah, you know what? That them.
2: scares me real quick, Chris. That really does scare me because they're making sense right now, and it's like, what the hell?
1: Like, I'm not in love with the moves, but I don't hate them. Like, I saw them and went, hmm, all right, we'll see. You know, it wasn't like last year when they signed Marvin Jones, and I'm like, really? This is your solution to Calvin Johnson? The second string guy from the Bengals? Okay. But yeah, the, the the moves I've seen, I'm not
2: hating them. So I'm, I'm loving TJ Lang.
0: Yeah, and I mean, um, I'm gonna tell you what—that's a—that is not an under the radar signing here. He did almost an hour on our flat on our uh, uh our biggest sports talk station here. I mean, right during afternoon drive. That is not by accident. They didn't put him on no fucking you know ten to two you know afternoon. You know late morning or something or they didn't put him on like you know at nine o'clock at night on Lions' talk, they put his ass on during a prime spot for an hour with the number one show in the market on that slot in a time slot so and he said all the right things from everything I heard so i i I don't know man that if he's as good a player as he is as if he plays as well as he sold himself. The Lions picked up something decent there, I, which I know flies in the face or sort everything of I just said about free agency. But
1: Which team did Quinn build for New England as far as the titles?
0: Do we know? Uh, uh, it, had, it has to be the, the mid-2000s teams, dude, because they didn't win a title until uh, they had the two Super Bowl losses against uh, the, the Giants. They didn't win one until uh, uh, the whole. Why the fuck didn't they run it with beast mode Super Bowl? I mean, they hadn't won one since what? Two thousand four season. Correct. So. So he did.
1: He build all the teams that missed the Super Bowl, <laughs> or or did he? Did he build the team that? Did he build the David Tyree team?
0: I, I, it has to be. He's not that old of a guy. I mean, I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't even know who the fuck he was until he came to the Lions. He he wasn't he wasn't the guy in 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 uh, New England. He was just from the tree of the guys that they put together those teams. And one of the, and in fact one of the criticisms of hiring him as the GM was here we go, we hired a GM who proved that he can build a team to get you to the playoffs, but they never, but he never won anything. So why are we not hiring GMs who have proven fucking you know, Super Bowl-winning records? Well,
1: the reason's on the side of the helmet.
0: And also, there's <laughs> if you have a Super Bowl-winning record, you're pretty much going to stay where you want to stay until you're no longer welcome. Those guys aren't just floating around every year in the offseason. So, I mean, I don't know. There's a... Oh God, we're at that time of year, Chris. We're in Detroit, Early You you remember it? or You have to. Boy, everybody's excited. Sixteen and zero Super Bowl. Here we come. And it's just yeah. like,
1: yeah. Well, it's because it's it's you know it's it's mid March, beginning of April. You know the, the the disappointment of last season is starting to fade away, and optimism is starting to fade in because the draft is coming. We've had the combine. We're making moves. Free agency started. You know, it's, yeah, generally, it's, free agents, it's the time of year where the, the first place, batch though. of Honolulu blue and silver butter is usually made.
0: Well, I mean, it's It ain't going nowhere, dude. Ain't going nowhere. I mean, it's just... it's Once again, very well-worn carpet. This is a football town. Hockey town all you want. In reality... It's football town. If they ever won a Super Bowl, this town would explode, along with the suburbs.
1: Yeah, the the, the rest that didn't burn down 50 years ago would burn down, and then we'd exactly. down the, we burn down the stuff from 50 years ago again.
0: Now, I, you know, another signing I want to ask you guys about because I got the, I got the impression from the group chat when we were talking about it. You guys were like, "That was a dumb signing." Was it Deshaun Jackson to the Bucks signing? Yeah. Okay, so
1: this this ain't
2: 2010,
1: son. At best, you signed yourself a third or fourth receiver. Oh,
2: there's a couple like that. There's that one. There's uh, Garcon to 49ers as well. Same thing. Retire, retire
1: for love of God.
0: Okay, well here's 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 here's. Here's the thing that I'm going to throw out there that the Bucks have thrown out to their fucking fans and the media in Tampa. The whole signing to him wasn't to have a number one receiver. They got their number one receiver, right? The whole signing for him was that they wanted him as a deep threat because if you look at the stats, he gets of all the free agents that were available. On balls thrown deep, he gets the best separation of all the wide receiver free agents that were available this year. And they feel that that's what Winston has been missing is the deep ball threat. That's basically the only reason I've heard that they signed him. Now, I don't know if that's too too much of a stat nerd thing or, you know, if that's some sort of metric stat, you know. But, I mean, if that's the case and he can provide that for him. And he does what they say he did. I don't see how it's that bad of a signing.
1: It's it just uh, he's just he's not who he he's not who he was when he was on the Eagles, man. And he, it seems like he had lightning in a bottle there for a couple seasons, and then he's just kind of gone into the realm of average. Sure, he'll you will get you he'll make a deep play for you every once in a while, but it just he doesn't seem like I'm just it's, I'm not impressed, and I'm not even, I don't even root for Tampa. Yeah. It, it just seems like it's, it's going to be another team for him that's, you know, well, to give him another paycheck from the NFL, well, he's, he's on his way out. But I could be wrong, you know, half-assed opinions, right? Now, the, the, you talk about the deep threat. I think this signing has been very uh, under-talked about. Um, uh, Brandon Cooks to the Pats, man like i think that's going to be the best signing of free agency this year when everything shakes out next season
0: i don't think I that's been under i don't think that's been under talked about considering that uh pretty much all the the sites that i follow just said that when he's when they sign cooks that you might as well just hand the afc over to the pats no need to even play the games
1: yeah i mean that's just just cuz i was the owner of them last year but I mean, he he was one of the lone bright spots on the uh the New Orleans offense last year. Like that guy, pretty much every game, with the exception of the fucking zero, he hung up on me. He <laughs> he went deep every game, every game. And and, and, oh. and he's not just no, he's not a one trick pony either. Don't get me wrong, you know, he, he could catch the short ball too. But he's just good at getting separation and just getting off to the races. Like that's. That
2: to me—that to me is pretty huge. I just—I—I I, I, okay. I think uh, Tom Brady can't throw it that far anymore. Okay.
0: okay. Oh, so you're not even putting this on? Uh, you're not even putting this on uh, uh, him. You're putting it on Brady. You think it's exactly. a waste because of Brady?
1: But really, Earl. Could, 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 you're, you're doing this, you're doing to Brady what you're doing with LeBron. Like, you're,
2: you're, you're, oh, you're hell no. Telling, uh-uh.
1: Not so close. Well, no, 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 Hold on. You're, you're telling me someone who's coming off of a championship season is is losing a step. Like, let, let's have Brady miss the playoffs. Let's have Brady make a few shitty throws. Let's have Tom Brady actually show he's mortal for a season. Then I'll start buying the, eh, he can't throw that far anymore. The, the man just became the GOAT. He got... Five rings
2: but he didn't do it by going 30 40 yards down the field at one chunk bro
1: but he could he have the only person he had that could catch like that is edelman and you need more than one you need more than one deep threat you need more than odd deep threat
2: okay i'm just saying i don't think he has the arm to go 30 40 you know 45 yards down the field a deep quote deep threat if you want to talk about a deep threat talk about the signing of alshon jeffries on uh uh, Philadelphia, because Carson Whoa, Wentz is happened? down as fuck. Yes, Whoa. that happened.
1: Wow. Man, and, man. If I was in Chicago, yeah, I would, my cyanide pills would be on order. Jesus Christ, that's the best part of your offense other than Jordan Howard. You let him get used away? To, used to be. Wow. Like, they they're, just said fuck it in Chicago, huh? Wow. That's Crazy.
2: Now, to well, me, they, that's going to be a true deep threat. You have a young quarterback throwing to a very talented, very quick, deep threat receiver. I, I see big gains going there.
1: I, but you know what? but I, then the Eagles, On
2: Eagles also do a what-the-fuckins and sign Nick Foles. <laughs> what?
1: Because they need a backup. He was good to Philly. Philly was good to him. I mean, that's what that was. I mean, he he kept the, the plane from crashing into the mountain when Michael Vick got hurt. I mean, it's... I got no problem with that. That's just Foles, I think, knows... I think Foles knows his role at this point. Whatever, man. We're getting an NFL paycheck. And two, he's familiar with the offense. So in case Carson Wentz shits the bed because, you know, the sophomore slump is a thing, then they at least have someone who knows the offense, and they can go from there.
2: Yeah, th- this uh, this whole offseason with free agency is sick. Robbie Gold went to the 49ers, I think. Really? Kickers, man? Come on, man. There's better, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> there's better things to talk about. No, he's a hell of a kicker, though. You know, not like the one in Tampa
0: Bay. Jason Hansen hey, we, Jr.? Yeah,
1: We could be talking about, too, how uh, both of the, the free agency market hadn't been as great for AP and Tony Romo as they thought. Uh,
2: I do and want to point out that uh, ESPN did it again with their storyline. Now Kirk Cousins never asked about a trade. He just asked what was the potential for a trade.
0: Are they seriously looking at him because he got the franchise put on? Yeah, put on. I, saw, I saw that, and I also saw how According to ESPN, Romo was, was going to be cut to the point where, I, oh, right. and, I, and I know that I wasn't the only one that saw it, because there is a Facebook site called NFL Memes, and they put out a nod to Of Mice and Men. They had a picture of Jerry Jones holding a gun, saying, just look at the flowers, Tony, and Tony Romo looking at the ground, all right? And it, they quoted that story directly right so e s p n you're slipping I don't know what the fuck's going on over there, but get your not shit together seriously
1: worry worry about being right, not first, like you're supposed <laughs> to
0: in and and on top of that on top of that, go back to reporting sports news and stop trying to be a sports and lifestyle station. That's the fucking problem here. see a little mini rant real quick, this is what happens. When a once respected sports organization starts getting rid of the people who actually know sports for people who they figure are going to bring in a new audience to them because they might look like them, share the same genitalia, whatever the fuck. All right. Basically, when you have an agenda driven situation, the agenda is going to win out and your facts are going to suffer. And the fact that this is now the third week that we're sitting here talking about ESPN having reported stories that they don't even bother doing retractions anymore—they just put out the new story and act like they never said the first story in the first place—that blows my mind, guys. And yeah, it,
1: well, this is the same network that published their re- or that uh, aired their retraction on DeflateGate at like what two in the morning on a Monday. So I think we can consider the source here, gentlemen. Like, it's, it's just to the point where we're getting with ESPN. Because this is not the ESPN I grew up with. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't know if it's the millennials getting into the workforce, getting into the sports media. I don't know. But lately, just,
0: yeah. Well, it's, it's good okay. With ESPN. You know, you have a very hectic time in the NFL. You, you know, the year-round NFL inter- entertainment. Let's call it what it is. And, and, and free agency, of course, there's always going to be rumors and hints and allegations and all this shit. But to not even care if you're getting these stories right, which is the kind of the vibe I'm starting to get, and not even care enough to, 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 to print retractions, that's an issue when you are the go-to organization most people get their sports info from. And if you can't trust ESPN to be, A, factual, be responsible, and, three, ethical, then who the fuck do you go to? Fox Sports? All right. Yahoo? Do, if I was in the studio
1: right now, I'd be playing Trump, calling fake news. Because ESPN, you're... It's not, it's not even fake. It's you are... It's too preemptive a thing. Yeah. Like, can... Is it now a sin to maybe wait a couple hours till you get all the facts, and then write the article, then go well, live? it seems maybe. like
0: who, it seems like whoever's making the calls, whatever producers are making the calls at the time, or or uh, webmasters are making the calls to p- publish these stories at the time. Learned nothing from the two thousand election. Like if if they'd worked back in two thousand, it'd have been like five in the afternoon. They'd have been calling it for Gore. You know, I mean, I mean, because this is just the polls, you know, to put it in, in, you know, make a comparison here. The polls aren't even closed yet and they're already, you know, calling the election, which is a lot of what they're doing here. I mean, the Kirk Cousins story is being one, the Garoppolo story being another, you know, I mean, the story with Tony Romo, Adrian Peterson. I mean, the and and the, the. Arguably, Romo is the biggest offseason free agent move as far as story goes out of everything at the moment. I mean, obviously, you know, the Cook signing might turn out to be a bigger story later on down the road. But right now, even the most casual sports fan knows who Tammy or Tammy Tony Romo is. And. Well, it has at least a little bit of interest in where he's going. And you're going to go out there and report something that is c- complete bullshit and never even say, oops, we jumped a gun. Sorry, our bad. This is not the time to be fucking up. It really isn't.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, if, if they sat there and, and tried to tell everybody how much they fucked up, I mean, they would spend a whole sports center sitting there going, and this was wrong, and we're sorry about this one, and this
0: was And well, I don't sure know what right the
1: fuck we they put it on the air.
0: Okay, and I'll even take it farther because Chris, you're gonna—I I understand that's how you are about about like stuff like this, like with bands and stuff. You're like, oh, if you, if your singer's out of key, you should have practiced more. And I, okay, look, shit's going to happen. Anchors are going to misspeak. Anchors are going to put the wrong part, the wrong first name with the wrong last name. Shit like that. I don't need, you know, some sort of uh, uh opus day self-flagellation on air for. Okay, but when you fuck up on major stories, yeah, it's your job. It's, it is part of the ethics of journalism to come out and go, whoops, we jumped the gun. Either it's like Chris said, we wanted to be first, and we were more concerned about that than being accurate, or B, we have a bum source, or C, and they have another reason. I'm not seeing any of that, and that's an issue.
2: Oh, yeah, it's their, their investigative reporting has definitely gone downhill.
0: You know the I scary mean, part it, about C
1: is, Rich? C is possibly we don't give a fuck. We're ESPN.
0: Where else are you going to go? Well, that's it. Yeah.
2: And it, it's it's real bad. It, it gets to the point where it's like, in other news, Eli Manning was arrested for shooting somebody, and it's like, the next day, oh, he wasn't shooting somebody. He was playing with a toy gun, and they thought it was real, and Hello. Oh,
1: we met shooting. Oh, we meant shooting with a camera.
2: <laughs> he was All a right. peeping tom. He didn't actually kill anybody.
1: All right, guys, we're up against it here. So, real quick, uh, let's go around the horn. Who's your final four? I'll start because I have the app open.
0: Oh Christ! Uh, we're doing this. I we were doing this next week.
1: What's it? Say our final four before any games happen because the the games. The first round start this weekend, so I think we we at least run our final four out there before games happen, so we don't have any appearance of impropriety.
0: Wait a minute, I picked my. Uh, go ahead. I don't even hold on. Just go ahead.
2: <laughs> I love the I love my name for the bracket. <laughs> yeah, we'll okay. see. I mean, you
1: have to have a hundred percent bracket, Mister. I gotta be correct about everything. The so call
0: Halleth bracket. <laughs> we're just going with we're just going with our, our our final four. We're not going with our national championship pick.
1: Yeah, no, we're just to do Final Four. Okay. Just so that they said the, the game's elimination start by the next show, so just want to get our Final Fours out to everyone so they know we're not bullshitting when we start talking about our brackets next week. Okay. Uh, I have Duke, Gonzaga, Kansas, and USC. Like I said, Ooh. three number ones and number two. Okay. My stuff's all in the earlier rounds. It's all wait, my accent, Sorry, but, but when I, 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 I pick winners and I pick final four, man, I go with fucking legacy, like who is traditionally good.
0: You said First. USC or UCLA?
1: UNC,
0: North Carolina. North Carolina, okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought you said USC. I was going to say. Uh... You
1: did <laughs> did <you> say football, <laughs> motherfucker? Or then I misspoke. UNC. <laughs>
0: Okay, who you got, Earl?
2: I got the exact same four.
0: I guess I'm the odd man out. I got Duke coming out of the east. I got Gonzaga coming out of the west. I have Kansas coming out of the midwest, and I have uh, University of Kentucky coming out of the south.
1: Ooh, see, I, I hovered over Kentucky, man. I hovered over Kentucky. So, well, It's funny, though, the th- three of us, <laughs> we have three out of the same final four. So this will be interesting. In which
2: case, I think Rich has Kentucky beating North Carolina in the South. He does. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's no, right.
1: I, I had them playing each other to get to that game, and I, I, I hovered over Kentucky for a minute. But, okay. So, there you go, people. There's a final four. So, next week, when our brackets are all completely busted, <laughs> we at least have this on tape that you know we picked when we were supposed to pick. So thanks to everybody who's been listening, who has been downloading. Welcome to all the new listeners. Uh, We have a bigger audience than we thought, so hey, thanks for listening. Uh, This month, you know, again, a a broken record, but this is a good broken record. It seems to be better than the month before it, so you're liking it, you're sharing it, you're telling people, and you're keeping listening, which is what we care about. At Sporgy Podcast on Twitter, you're at Sporgy underscore podcast on Instagram. Uh, you can download the show at christianmedia.net. We are on iTunes, we're on Google Play, Stitcher. Anywhere you can get a podcast. Don't forget about our streaming station. Uh, just go to com. The most current, I think that was a double something there, but the, the, the three most current episodes uploaded to the ChristopherMedia feed are on the streaming station. So if you're in a situation where you, know, you need audio to, to keep going, maybe you, you can't be hitting start and stop and selecting things to play, you just go to ChristopherMedia.net, hit the play button on the streaming station there, and you can listen to us. All that being said, thanks for listening, guys, and we will catch you next week.
0: All right. Later, guys. Peace out, yeah. If you like this show, please tell a friend.
2: Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media.
0: You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net and thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.